In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm here with two legends. I'm here with Jack Duffin and the mighty Cleveland Browns legend, Joe Thomas from Germany. Joe, tell us, how is it being in Germany? It's been great, Paul. It's been a whirlwind. We got here about a week ago, um, obviously putting our roots down here, moving into a new apartment, dealing with public transportation and trying to figure out where practice is, trying to figure out where we're going to go to eat, where we're going to go to the grocery store, trying to meet all my guys, like doing everything that usually takes like years or maybe at least months uh, in a one week time frame before we really kicked it off and started working out with the guys has been kind of crazy and nuts, but I've loved every minute of it. It's been a great adventure, exactly like we were hoping for. Excellent. And like, I've actually now been to your house in Wisconsin and I haven't been to your apartment in Munich yet, but tell us like, is it worlds apart? Is it quite similar? And, you know, have you got multiple cars? You know, you've got a whole family out there. Yeah. How's it going so far? Yeah. You couldn't imagine two different, more different worlds than uh, where I'm living in Germany and where I am in Wisconsin. We live outside of Madison uh, amongst the dairy cows and rolling hills and wooded um uh, ridge tops in Wisconsin, you know, the closest neighbor, it's not like they're miles away, but we got lots of space and you can't really walk anywhere. Um, you got to get in the car and drive 20 minutes to go just about anywhere. And you got a nice, nice size home, plenty of space for the kids to run around in the backyard. And here in Germany, we're living on the fourth floor and, uh, my office is now a broom closet. As you can see, um, I'm actually sleeping in my daughter's bed because my oldest was afraid of the noises of the city that she's not used to. And so now she's sleeping with the other daughter. And so like everybody's shacked up and just do a couple beds and we're loving every minute of it. Like it's the adventure we'd always, we'd hope for when we signed up for it. Awesome. So uh, is it the first time you lived in a, like a, an apartment block or uh, in Madison's a little bit of a city, I guess. So you may have apartments or not. Yeah. Yeah. So Madison is, a smallish city. There's, you know, 250,000 in the city center and there's 500,000 in the area. Um, but where we live is way outside and we've never lived in the city with kids. When we are back in Cleveland, we've got a condo that's kind of in the city and it's in an apartment, uh, like a townhouse style. Um, so they're a little bit used to having neighbors and sharing walls and stuff like that, but, um, definitely not like this. My wife and I, when we were pre-kids, we lived in Madison and one of the high rises downtown. So, you know, we're kind of used to it. Um, but my kids are definitely not because we are definitely going to have the police show up at some point due to noise complaints because my four kids, have they had any noise complaints yet? Not yet, but that's because it's been holiday out here, Paul. Like, you know, for us, Christmas break ends shortly after January 1st, but out here in Europe, as maybe you're familiar with, like they have all been gone since December 21st and they just got back today, which is what, January yeah. 8th. Um, and so the place has been empty the last week and my kids have been screaming and running around like they live in the country still. And we keep yelling at them. I actually told my daughter to shut up the other day, which 
that is bad parenting. I do not recommend it. I felt bad immediately after I said it, but they just think they can run and wrestle like they're back home on the farm. And it is not the case out here because people are going to get pissed off with us making noise, especially with as polite and quiet and respectful as the Germans seem to be. Yeah. And uh, today you've woken up to something that may be a little bit more cultural difference. Thousands of tractors outside your house. Is that right? Or nearby or? Yeah. So just on Germany, the number one thing that's trending on Twitter is this farmer's protest that's been sort of ongoing, but today has been like the biggest day. It was truck drivers, bus drivers, farmers sort of protesting. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Like I said, I've been here a week, but what I do know is that the main strip in Munich in Leopoldstraße, it was completely shut down this morning after we took the kids to school. There was like 4,000 tractors that showed up and they just blocked everything off. However, it was a unique protest. And maybe as I'm learning German culture a little bit, maybe it was uniquely German because they were all very organized. They showed up, they parked very nicely, parallel parked. They had guys in vests that were part of the protest that were like directing everybody exactly where to go. And then the police came in, there was nobody getting arrested. There was no like violence or fighting or anything like that. Um, and then they just made sure they could direct everybody where they wanted to go. It was very, very polite as far as protests go, but you could definitely see there was a lot of passion uh, going on. And there was a lot of news reporters that were in downtown. And just like us, we were like taking videos. We were like, holy cow, this is crazy. The Germans were doing the same thing. So you can tell it's a big deal going on in Munich and then throughout the country. Would that ever happen in Wisconsin like that? Or just doesn't really exist protests like that? You know, there's protests. Um, uh, I've never seen the farmers go downtown, yeah. <laughs> you know, but when we were actually living in downtown Madison, my wife and I, Annie, um, in 2012, I think it was, or maybe it was nine, um, during the NFL lockout, we were living downtown Madison and there was a bunch of protests in the state of Wisconsin over some um, government bills that had been passed. Um, and so there was people blocking streets um, and we'd have things of, of that nature, but this is definitely seemingly the most organized and um, polite protest that I've ever seen in a major city. Excellent. Have um, have the kids had one week of school yet or is today the first day? Today is their first day of school, actually. Yeah. So it was a big deal. Everybody was nervous, including mom and dad. We had those butterflies taking them to school, meeting their new teachers, but it was crazy because my oldest daughter, Logan, who was the most nervous, she's in fifth grade. Um, you know, as you get older, you know more and you start getting more nervous. I think about new beginnings and new friends and new teachers. Her teacher, I am not kidding you, is from Cleveland, Ohio. No and way. as soon as we walked in, he was like, hey, I heard you were going to be coaching in Munich. And I was trying to reach out to you and let you know that I'm a teacher and I'd love to teach your kids. And how crazy is it that your oldest daughter who is yeah. nervous is now in my class and that completely put her at ease and it put mom and dad at ease. So it was like, it was meant to be. It was so cool. I was literally about to ask, it must be unusual for the kids going from if they're in Cleveland or even if they're in Wisconsin, people know who you are, whereas the other side of the world, it's like someone might be like, oh yeah, Joe Thomas, he plays football. And they'll be like, football? It'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Man United, Chelsea? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, that's one of the benefits, obviously, of being a professional football player in America. Everybody knows the NFL. Even if you're not an NFL fan, if you're an NFL player and you're taking your kids to school, like the teacher knows and you instantly have a connection and you can talk to them about something. And if 
they, they can help you maybe spend a little bit more time putting your kid at ease being in that classroom, right? Because there's that level of like, oh, wow, he's a football player. Uh, but Germany, that does not exist. So it was really cool, especially with something so important for parents as their kids school to have like, okay, we got a Cleveland fan as my kid's teacher. If we ever need anything, if we ever need help, we can email them. And we know they'll probably be pretty responsible uh, and responsive and help us get around whatever the situation is that we're dealing with. Joe, tell us, yesterday the Cleveland Browns played. How did you watch the game in Germany? So it was interesting, Paul. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I had to wake up this morning and watch the highlights. Okay. Thankfully, it was a game that didn't matter, and I was able to check the scores. But we had workouts last night because for the European League of Football, all the guys mostly are working or in school during the day. So all of our stuff happens at night in German time. So our meetings, our practices, our workouts, they start usually 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock at night, which is, you know, noon, 1 o'clock over in the States. And so the Browns game started, I think, at 7 o'clock our time, which was right when we started our workouts. I got home. The second half was going on, but I have a VPN and I have the YouTube, like Sunday ticket and everything. And I, I thought, okay, this is foolproof. I'll be able to get around, like, the restrictions on regionally watching the game overseas but it just wouldn't work for whatever reason. So every time we tried to reload, it wouldn't work. My son, Jack, who's like the biggest Browns fan, maybe outside of you two guys, is like a diehard. And he was pissed because all we could find was this drunk guy on YouTube that was watching the game and live streaming us and telling us what was going on. And every time something bad happened, he would take a shot and he was swearing. And my son was swearing because he was pissed because he couldn't watch the game. We were trying to let him know like, hey, buddy, it's okay. This is not a game that matters. He's like, but I still want my team to win, you know? And it just like gave me a little bit of pride inside knowing that he is a diehard. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter if it's the preseason or a meaningless week 18 game. Like he wants to watch it, but he got to experience some gritty Cleveland fan watching the game, getting drunk and swearing at his team, which I feel like is the true indoctrination into being a 100% Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah, so the next game for the Browns is Houston. Jack, you'll have to come out here with the time zones. Four yes. o'clock is going to be... So it's half so it's nine for us in the UK. It's 10.30 um, for Joe. Luckily, it's that and not like a 2 a.m. game for Joe because that would be a little bit of a culture shock from like, hey, it's one o'clock in the afternoon to oh, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. That's um, right. But there, for you over in Germany, there's a company, DAZN, um, D-A-Z-N. They will have all the games. They usually do a deal for the playoffs. Um, so you just pay them and you'll get like... I think it's two devices you can watch it in at the same time. So, um, yeah. nice. I'm going to be all over that. If my buddy who plays for the Munich Red Bulls hockey team said he knows a way to hack and be able to watch the NFL games. So, I'm going to go with that first, go the free route. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to take your advice. Yeah, yeah. And just, buy just, the game. Just WhatsApp and we'll give you the uh, login details. And uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe even Jack can give you the login details so you can practice and make sure yeah. you've got your son because that's right. Yeah, are you gonna let your son stay up that late, or is it a bit too late? Or no? It might be a bit too late, but um, in that case, the agreement we already made because we woke up this morning, we wanted to see, all right, how did the playoffs shake out? What time are we playing? So we're playing Saturday afternoon, and I was like, well, hey, if we can't get it that night, and mom doesn't let us watch the game, or if you fall asleep, right? Because he's a boy. Remember when you were a boy? Like ten o'clock hits, you're you're crashing. Like even if you want to stay up, and I'm like, hey, we just can't check any devices i promise buddy i won't look at my phone i won't look at my computer we'll sit down first thing when we wake up sunday morning which would be like 5 a.m and we'll catch 
the whole game without seeing what happened and like try to live it for the first time, which I've never tried that. I know you guys have to deal with that all the time. And I'm wondering if that's ever a successful strategy or if you always cheat and find out who wins because you just were not able to wait and have that discipline to find out and watch the game in entirety. Yeah, a lot of Browns fans do a blackout where they okay. turn the phones off, just go on it. Yeah, but it's so high risk, you know. It's dumb stuff. Someone could just text, I don't know, someone in your family and just, yeah, but... They, they yeah. do a great one as well if you're ever re-watching games the next day. Um, I don't know if it, you get it in the US or what we like. We call it games in 40. So they rip okay. everything out other than snap, 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 snap. And they condense that like three and a half hour game into it's just 40 nice. minutes. And it is just every snap. You get nothing in between. You do get the commentators, but obviously it will jump between bits. Yeah. That is gold for if you're, you fall asleep halfway through a uh, 1 a.m. game in the morning. And you can go <laughs> back and you can just re-watch the second half in like 20 minutes. I love it. Is that through like the YouTube Sunday ticket or how do I find that? Because that's definitely, I think, what we'll we'll be angling for. That's the design one. But what I'll do is um, I'm pretty sure, I don't think Paul's on it. And hey, he's off to Houston, so you don't need it. So I'll kick I Paul off say. and I'll send you the login. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. What are friends for, right? That, that's <laughs> it, right? That's true love. Thanks, Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, um, yeah. Anything else, Joe, you've experienced um, different from uh, Germany and America? Uh, just so far, like Germans are very direct, I've noticed, which um, I appreciate for somebody that doesn't speak the language, doesn't understand the culture, has only been here a week. Um, they've been very friendly, uh, but very direct. Like if you need something, they speak great English. Most, most of the people that I've run into and they've been very warm, um, but there's not a lot of uh, small talk and beating around the bush. It's like, yep, this is how it is. And this is the rule you're going to follow. Like you can park here and this is where you pay. Um, yeah. And uh, and if you don't, like you'll get a ticket or you'll get towed. Like there's no like gray area here, which, you know, I'm kind of, I'm learning to appreciate. And I guess the only other thing that I've really enjoyed so far is as a foodie, like you guys are, um, Munich has some great food. It's not yeah. just what you would think of as like German restaurants or Bavarian restaurants. Like we've walked uh, and just kind of explored our little neighborhood already. And there's Thai food, there's Japanese, there's sushi, there's great a great burger joint we went to the other day. My son, Jack, had this giant big mission burger. It was like three patties, three third pound patties, a full pound of beef. Um, we found some good Italian places. There's like a little Italian neighborhood. And so it's been great. I think people rag on German food sometimes and they rag on food in the UK, but my experience thus far in Germany, I haven't been to UK yet, but my experience thus far in Germany has been, the food has been awesome and um, it's just been a great experience. Well, well, I've been in Cincinnati all weekend eating Skyline Chili, so I'm now ready to praise Cleveland food. So uh, yeah. I was going to say, what was the full food experience in Cincinnati? Because I've eaten there a lot. Obviously, we play there every year um, and I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are before I throw my two cents in there. Yeah, Cincinnati's got the famous Montgomery Inn I went to last night. Yeah. And um, I had two o'clock in the morning Skyline Chili and I had mm -hmm. Skyline Chili in the stadium because mm -hmm. there wasn't too many selections in Cincinnati. However, I was very limited with my time. I arrived late into Cincinnati, pre-night drinking, tailgating, eight in the morning. So I didn't really see Cincinnati correct. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I obviously had Skyline Chili and I had Montgomery ribs, ribs as I left. The ribs were good. Were they world class or no but um yeah it was good good ribs um and uh yeah i enjoyed it so i can't complain 
And I'm glad you didn't comment on Skyline Chili. So we all know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have some great That's comments fine. Skyline Chili. They're, they're Skyline a, Chili is fine. Yeah. You know, um, it's a nice, unique hot dog that you can have in Cincinnati. How about that? That's, <laughs> That's right. That's a very yeah. nice way to put it. Very, very kind. Um, Joe, last question for me. I know you got to shoot and probably drink some more German beer. There you go. Um, what's the schedule uh, looking like for the uh, Munich Ravens? You know, um, some of us Browns fans were keen to come and watch you and uh, maybe see a game. I've done some research. I think your first game's in June. Is that correct? Yeah, it'll be right around Memorial Day. So right around the end of May, beginning of June. And I think the schedule should come out here in the next week or so. Um, yep. So stay tuned. Maybe we can yep. jump back on and podcast again once that schedule comes out. Um, but the early rumors are that we might be opening in Spain. And uh, Spain's got great food. They got great nightlife. They got a lot of good things to do. So maybe you'll come meet me and join me and the boys for a little pregame meal and uh, some beverages in Spain before we try to win our first game uh as a munich raven and uh, what um what position are you uh are you o-line defensive head coach or... yeah i'm doing uh kickers uh head coach and o-line no i'm just kidding um yeah. no i'm just coaching the offensive line and actually bob wiley of uh hard knocks fame is going to be an assistant with me so Shut i'm excited up. to have him yeah so he'll be coming over in march he's helping me virtually right now but he'll come over i think march 5th and uh, get going. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And I know that it's been great meeting the guys already. Um, trying to give them a little window into my sick sense of humor and try to warn them about Bob's even sicker sense of humor. So uh, it's going to be a fun, crazy year. We actually have a little documentary team that's going to be following us around and putting together a documentary on the season. So um, at some point, hopefully, we give Bob Wiley the hard knocks treatment part no. two. No, Bob. No Bob, stretching. Yeah, Bob can't <laughs> no stretching. About World War Two. He can't say anything about stretching World War Two. He needs to be taught, Joe. Don't say anything about the war. You know, just keep it nice. Well, and- I mentioned um, the audience here probably won't be as receptive to discussing the wars uh, as they were in America. So we may want to just leave that one lay and uh, talk about something else. And maybe talk about stretching in a, in a different manner, but certainly he'll, he, he's a uh, creative, funny guy, and I'm sure he'll steal the spotlight nonetheless. But the level of football you're coaching, will there be like strict rules, no alcohol before the game, or is it um, a bit more re- relaxed, you think? Yeah, I would think it's more relaxed. I don't know. Culturally, it seems like Germans drink a lot more beer than we do. Um, so I'm not sure if that maybe that's just a part of like, their pregame ritual and who am I to come in and say, don't drink beer the night before the game. Cause as a coach, uh, I'll be probably enjoying myself uh, a good bit, especially as we go to some of these finer places, like, you know, the teams in our division are Spain, Italy, and Prague, which are wow. three amazing food areas and great beer areas. My wife and I did our 10 year anniversary uh, in Prague and we drink the shit out of the beer that's there. Um, what's it called? What's the beer they drink in Prague? I can't remember the name of it right now. It's uh, a real, real popular everywhere. Uh, I, Pils, um, it'd be a Stella? No. Pilsner uh, Urquell. Pilsner Urquell. Okay. Excellent. So I'll be hitting those when we're there and drinking wine when I'm in Spain and wine in Italy. So uh, definitely going to make the most of it. But uh, it's up to the boys to decide at what level they can partake before they need to go out and be at their best the next day. When you're at Cleveland Browns, do they have a non-alcohol rule or no rules with alcohol? 
You know, I, I don't know if it was a rule necessarily like on the books, um, but certainly guys weren't going out and drinking yeah. the night before the game because you had curfew, we had meetings, and we were in the hotel and they weren't offering beer in the hotel. So if you really wanted to, you'd have to like sneak it in. But I don't think anybody did that I know of because for the most part, like you're you knew how brutal it was going to be. Well, yeah, yeah like you're just going to make your life way more miserable. And if you just wait 24 more hours, you can have the beers after the game and they'll taste way better. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, it was great catching up. Um, I look forward to coming over at some point, seeing you in, in Germany, seeing some of the away games. I know a lot of Browns fans in Europe want to come and see a game. So uh, we'll get that arranged. Jack, anything else you want to finish up on? That's it for me. So I'll send you over the login and uh, yeah, enjoy it. See who knows. To Hopefully, Super Bowl. Will they give you a day off to go to the Super Bowl? Or is it no days uh, off? They better because it won't be optional. Uh, yeah, no days off can be our motto, but everything goes out the window when the Browns are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Are you tempted to come over for any other of the playoff games or you're kind of stuck in Germany in a weird way? Well, I would be tempted, especially if the Browns had had a home game. Um, but being that it looks like they're probably going to be on the road. There's a possibility, right? So if wild cards make it, um, it would be tough to miss out. I just would have to see. I mean, there's no like team obligations that I wouldn't be able to miss. The only question is my kids. It's crazy over here. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but these kids get a week off during February for ski week. They get two weeks off for spring break. And um, so, which is great because I'm like, oh, great. We can travel now. Um, And the, the team's cool with it. But like, we already have vacations planned for those times. And so I'm like, all right, do I just like eat the money that I already paid for the vacation and go to a Browns game, which I probably will. But uh, I don't think I have to think about it for a little bit, but um, certainly I'm not a guy that usually gets jet lagged. So flying home, probably like you for a day or two and, and watching a Browns game would definitely be worth it. Yeah. So I'm guessing Munich to Cleveland would probably be into Chicago direct would be the Munich. Yeah. Chicago. Probably go Atlanta or Chicago. I actually yeah. had to do it when I was doing the NFL game two years ago in Munich, uh, I flew home right after the game and flew from there to Cleveland, to Atlanta, to Cleveland and got in and went right into working. And, uh, it was no problem. Cause we did I forget what, t- what day it was, but, um, it was no problem. You know, one stop, I can do that all day long. When you start getting the two, three stops and you're yes. doing like 12 hour flights and big layovers like that becomes tough, but one stop that doesn't slow me down at all. And your house from Madison, would you like drive to Chicago, Ahara, Ahara, Chicago? Or do you actually do a little I would thing? usually just fly. Yeah, I would usually fly. And I would try to avoid Chicago. Usually go to Detroit because it's a lot easier. Um, it's just an easier airport to get through. Less delays than Chicago. But either way, it's like a 20-minute flight. All right, great. Well, Joe, you crack on. Enjoy your German cheese, German beer, and uh, uh, have a great day. And, yeah, anything you need is WhatsApp, and uh, uh, we'll help you out. Appreciate it, guys. Looking forward to seeing you at the Super Bowl. Auf Wiedersehen. So thank you to Joe Thomas. But now, the the more important part, how was Cincinnati, Paul? Cincinnati was crazy, as always. Um, Some highlights. Friday night, had a core group of 20, 30 Browns fans. We're in Cincinnati. We're in the same area where, um, what's he called? Uh, The the tight end for the um, Chiefs were there. Um, Kelsey. Uh, his university. That area. Yeah, no, it was University of Cincinnati. We were in that uh, area. And it was very young with 
opposite sex, just to let you know. It was young, young. Anyway, we went to a, a, a Browns bar. Then we went into a Steelers bar. I've never been in a Steelers bar in my life. They got Steelers beer on tap. Everyone's wearing Steelers. Got the chance going. Ended up in Skyline Chili. For the listeners, I went four-way with onions, which is spaghetti, chili, onion, onion, chili, spaghetti, the chili, whatever it was. And yeah, it was four things anyway. Um, at two o'clock in the morning, it was great fun. Um, all the locals were slagging us off. We were slagging for chili. It was, yeah, good banter. In the morning, tailgating, eight in the morning, had a drink in my hotel room. And then I got in the lift and I thought, it's a Browns football player here. He's got a bit of aura about this guy. And I looked at Adam, big shout out to Power Ranger, who's gone viral, by the way, uh, with his um, quarterback sh shirt. And um, I looked at him. I looked at James, my other mate from Reading in England, also in Browns gear. We looked at each other. I knew something was, I knew it was someone. I knew it was someone. I couldn't work out who. I thought it could be like a Browns, um, I don't know, Edge or something. I don't really know who he is. It's not Miles Garrett. There's lots of fringe guys. It's yeah, crazy. exactly. So I was like, he's a football player. And they all look at me. So I decided to take a picture, try and work it out as we leave. And then, yeah, um, they go, that's Jamar Chase. And I was like, no way. So anyway, so um, I posted the photo. A few people online are like, um, why didn't you talk to him about the elves? Um you know, why did you actually take a photo of him, give him some space? And I'm like, I'm, I made a statement this morning. I had one drink. I didn't speak to him. I kept my head down. I was polite. We looked at each other. We were both respected. He's a Bengal. You're playing the Cleveland Browns. We're all wearing Browns. And that was the end of it, basically. Uh, did he play all right yesterday? I don't really know. To be honest, I didn't really watch much of the game. It was on. Um, it it felt like a really bad preseason game. Um, yeah, it's like that too, then. Yeah. And, um, and that's perfectly fine. It's like, hey, it's nice to be talking about a pre postseason game where you can put your feet up um, and we've got playoffs next week to look focus on. So that, that's where you want to be. But I, I saw online this morning there might be another flight booked. Yeah, I am fl I'm flying into uh, Houston. Um, I'm going, I'm in Cleveland today. Listen to this. I leave Monday 5 to Vegas after work four days. I have to work Friday afternoon in Vegas. So I wanted to fly early. I can't. That's life. And then um, I fly a red eye through the night, Vegas to Houston. I arrive five in the morning, Spirit Airline. I may not make it. Uh, and then I'll shower somewhere and then find the tailgate and we go again. Nice. Exciting uh, times. Yeah, Jack. Any um, any playoff, um, yeah, any playoff insights or any playoff percentages you think the Browns take advantage of? Or it's a lot of luck when you get to this stage. Um, the one thing that's massively in the Browns' favour in this game is going to be experience, um, because there's loads of players that have been to the playoffs, know what that's about, won playoff games um, under Kevin Stefanski. Whereas there's not a great history of rookies playing their first ever playoff game. So, fingers crossed, they can get it done. Uh, Joe Flacco, I think if he wins this game, leads the NFL all-time in away playoff victories and goes ahead of Tom Brady. 
Um, I believe that's the case. You need to fact check me, listeners, on that. But I believe they're tied eight each. Yeah, I think I thought it was seven each, but yeah, we haven't got the. As a well-oiled podcast, we're not that well prepared. We haven't got that information, but there's always Google. Um, yeah, we specialise in German beers now, not uh, NFL facts. Mate, that was quite bad though. We didn't know the check name for the beers. I don't drink beer. <laughs> um. And what I was going to say about else? Yeah, Cincinnati, I've got to say that the, the tailgating was jelly shots, jelly shots, just constantly jelly shots. And uh, um, it's all about using your tongue and not fingering. So, you know, I'm rimming, you know, it was a very sexual tailgate, to be fair. So, um, but anyway, we've probably got young listeners, so we don't want to go too sexual. Um, was, since it was a great time, but now we've got a short week, I guess, to the playoffs. Yep. Um, Saturday game. So I'm guessing the Browns will fly out probably Thursday late. I've got to sort stuff out because I'm at a gig Saturday night. So I'm going to be at a gig while watching the game on my phone, then go into the casino next door because it's down in Southampton to watch the rest of the game. And then I'm going to drive back to London um, at God knows what time. Tell us, uh, what band are you seeing, Jack? It's a band called Spanish Love Songs. Um which, if any of our listeners have ever heard of Spanish love songs, I would be shocked. Nice. Well, you never know. And, um, yeah, anything else you're looking forward to? Are you going to be gambling on the playoffs, Jack, or not something that you... Uh... No, I'm probably not. Um, I just... There's nothing that I look at, and I think that's really great value. So a few years ago, when Cincy were in it, I thought they were better than most of their matchups, and I'd made a little bit of money on Cincy. Um, but... Unless they see some really bad lines. Browns are betting favourites, only marginally, but they're slight favourites in this game. Um, it's like, I, I think I'm good. Um, I've made my money on Hopkins. Maybe that'll come back. If Hopkins is healthy game one, when we beat Houston Texans, I might bet it's kicking over in game two. Hmm. Have you got like a playoff prediction on how it's going to go or not? Nope. I'm, I, I predict I'm going to drink a lot. Okay, great. Well, actually, I'm not because I'm on a diet, so that's uh, Ooh, I thought you were looking a little bit slim. I started today. Oh, okay, maybe you're looking, maybe you're your biggest at the moment, then, mate. So, uh, no, it's um, it's gonna be fun. Um, it is a fun time of the year where you get all the best teams and the Steelers playing. Um, but I'm happy they're in it. Um, it means they pick higher, it means they're more likely to keep doing what they're doing rather than make a change because that franchise sucks, yeah. All right, Jack, um, I am going to now go to Vegas, have a little, I'm going to go to Slyman's, which is a big corned beef place. Um, I, I have to explain to the owner that I promised him spotted dick, but the US Customs took it away from me. So, um, yeah, I'm a little bit upset about that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go for a little bike ride around Cleveland and then get ready for my flight uh, back to... Uh, Sunny Vegas. Are you doing any prep for where you're going to stay during the Super Bowl? No, not at all. Um, I would like to live on the edge rather than overthinking things like that. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, as always, looking forward to the journey. I haven't got high expectations of the Super Bowl. Enjoy the moment rather than dreaming. Well, hey, have a fantastic time. I know I'll be following it online, uh, having a laugh along the way. So, uh, yeah. Have a blast, buddy. Go Browns. Go Browns.